Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperson would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. If you notice lately, the teaching in our church is quite strong and quite straightforward. I believe that we need to hear the truth, and the truth shall set us free. I'm going to come back to visit the issue of the blessing and the cursing again today, and we're going to look into many scripture in the Old Testament. In fact, when I look back, I was a devout Buddhist, and when I turned into Christianity many years ago in 1981, I thank God that I have a chance to associate with some old believers in Thailand who really show me scripture. And I remember that I learned in that group of people the Old Testament. The Old Testament showed the consequences of sin of certain men and women of God. That what they have to pay later on, even though they are safe and they go to heaven, but there are consequences of what they do. We call the curse. And after the first year of being a Christian, I was really living in the reverent fear of God. I don't want. To play game with God, because I don't want to have the same problem that Abraham faced, or Jacob faced, or David faced when David committed adultery. We need to understand the Old Testament because the Old Testament help us to see the life of people and what happened when you do that. Definitely, we are saved by grace, and because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, legally our sins are forgiven. And we will go to heaven. We are the child of God. We become a child of God. But we're still living on earth here, and we're still living in the flesh. We're still living in the flesh that have some sinful nature on the inside of us. So we all need to make a choice every single day whether we're going to follow the flesh or we're going to follow the Holy Spirit. Are we going to obey the Word or we're going to obey our own agenda? This decision is yours and mine. I cannot force you to do anything. I cannot manipulate you. I cannot pay you to do anything. It's all your choice and my choice. The story in the Bible help us to make the right choice, because when we make the right choice, we will see the blessing. But when we make the wrong choice, we will get into trouble, and then we have to pay something on earth here. We may not go to hell, but we may miss. Big rewards in heaven if we make the wrong choice. The story in the Bible help us to see that when the people in the Old Testament make the wrong choice or make the right choice, what happened to them? And God's principle never change. So we're going to continue to talk about the blessing and the curse. And I want to be clear one more time that what I'm teaching today is not about condemnation. I'm not condemning anyone. I'm part of the group here. I'm human being. I make mistake too. Sometimes I make a wrong choice and I have to repent, and I get up again and move on to do the right thing. But the truth or the biblical story help us to know what is right, what is wrong, to be our guideline so that we will not make a wrong choice. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5, the Bible say, "Thus say the Lord, curse." Is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. The Bible says clearly that if a person 
puts his or her trust in man, but not in God. When I say man, it may mean your wife, it may mean your husband, it may mean your children, your in-law, your boss, the economic system of the country, or maybe on yourself. You trust in your big muscle. You trust in your education. Your diploma on the wall, your certificate that you graduated from certain university. If you trust in those things, and you depart from the Lord instead of trusting God, the Bible says that we can live in the curse. All of us need to deal with this issue. Many times, I need to ignore that I am a doctor. I have how many years after high school? Eight, six, ten. 18 years of education after high school before I become a neurosurgeon. I need to forget about that because if I depend on my education and my own intellectual ability or my position in society in serving the Lord and following the Lord, I may not see the blessing in my life. I may see the curse. So we all need to remind ourselves all the time that we need to really depend on God. We need to seek God with all our heart no matter what we do. Amen. This morning I got a phone call from a doctor in the hospital talking about a patient who has possible wound infection. And right away I pray, God, give me direction. Tell me what to do. Show me the knowledge and the wisdom that I can handle this case correctly. I don't want to use my own intellectual ability or my own reason, my own knowledge alone. Yes, I have knowledge as a doctor, but I need to depend on the Lord, not on my own ability. If you can do that every single day, you shall be blessed. Because if you read the scripture in Jeremiah, chapter 17, in other part of that chapter, you can see that the Bible promise that God will bless those who Seek the Lord. The Bible says in verse 7 to verse 8, say, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, and its leaves will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought. Right now, the economy is down. So if we trust the Lord, we will not be anxious, nor will cease from yielding fruit. The Bible says clearly, if we trust God and depend on God, we will be blessed. We will live a life of full of blessing. Amen. How many people want to depend on the Lord and trust the Lord more than yourself? Amen. I really value and appreciate friendship in the church. I appreciate all of you that come to help me in this church. I appreciate all the people who help me in my practice. But the bottom line is, I cannot depend on people alone. I need to depend on God. Amen. Amen. The church will continue to go on whether you are here or not. The church will continue to grow because you know what? Your pastor going to depend on the Lord, not on man. Amen? God going to continue to build the church. God going to continue to build the house of God. And God will continue to take care of us as we trust the Lord. Amen. Now, we talk about curse. The curse means some weaknesses in our life that follow us in generation to the next generation. 
These weaknesses can be physical weaknesses, can be emotional weaknesses. Some people, if you notice, the mom is very depressed. The son and daughter are very depressed. If the mom is short-tempered, or the dad is short-tempered, or the dad is alcoholic, that weakness will follow into the kids and become alcoholic as well. So these weaknesses of sin or the bad things or consequences of sin like sickness and disease and poverty can follow from generation to generation. In the next few weeks and next few Sunday, we're going to take you through the scripture in the Old Testament to show you that curses can follow from generation to generation. We call inherited. Things can follow in down the road, in down the generation to generation. The reason I have to teach this, not because I want you to be scared, not because I want to make you feel like, oh, you know, I'm in curse or not. No, no, I want you to really examine yourself and say, in my generation, I will cut the curse. I will stop the curse that will go into the next generation. Amen. Amen. And not only that, I will prepare my kids not to get back into that curse again. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 20, verse 5, You shall not bow down to them, mean to idols, nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Visiting the iniquity. Iniquity means sin or rebellion and the consequences of rebellion. The iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. You may not say it from your mouth, you hate God. But your action may say you hate God in what you do. So the Bible says curses or the punishment of that sin will follow from the generation to the third and to the fourth generation. And that weaknesses or that sin or that bad consequences will follow. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 26 verse 2, like a flitting sparrow. Like a flying swallow, so a curse without cause shall not alight. If I make it a simple language, there is no curse in our life that comes without cause. Every curse has a cause, and that cause is sin. In fact, I'm not a preacher like hellfire. If you listen to some picture, hellfire, you go to hell, you can face the fire or something like that. I'm not that hellfire preacher. But I believe that the body of Christ do not talk enough about repentance. I do not think that the church talk enough about sin and get right with God. We are not here to tickle anybody's here. But I believe that we need to be reminded all the time that don't play game with sin. We need to check our heart every single day. Check our lifestyle every single day. The foundation of Christianity is repent and believe the good news. Believe that Jesus Christ died for us and paid for our sin and set us free from the curse. But we cannot just believe because even demons believe that Jesus is the Son of God. But demons do not repent. There's a difference between the devil or demons and us the, as a Christian. We need to repent of our sin. The foundation of Christianity is Christ and repentance. Without repentance, you are not true Christian. Period. No matter how, many, how big a cross you have on your neck, how many 
the gods of diamonds on your cross or on your cross earring. It doesn't matter. God looked into your heart whether you repent of your sin or not. And sin is always behind every single curse. Cruelty is a curse. Some people are so mean. They like to kill animals. How many people love dogs? I love dogs. And I can't believe that people kill dogs to eat. Dogs are so loving animals. Every time I see dogs, I think about God. That God created an animal that become loyal to you and be friend to you. You can see people betray you, but you never see dogs betray you. I love dogs. I have two dogs right now in my house right now, <laughs> sitting in, in the kitchen. I like to hug them. I love dogs. And I can't believe that when people torture animals, kill dogs and hit dogs and do a lot of bad things, that is cruelty. And some people have this curse of being uh, violence. If you heard some people hit their wife, they throw iron, they throw things against their wife, hit and abuse physically. And that is cruelty. Cruelty is a curse. And some people cannot control themselves. They just go and hit people and, and want to yell at people very cruel, very violent. Yesterday I was sitting in the restaurant. We went out to eat dinner. And then a baby cried. And then a man started to yell at that baby. And I and Pastor Da look at each other's eyes. What's going on here? This man was so violent. He was yelling at the one-year-old baby who did not know anything. But he yelled at the baby. This man needs Jesus. Amen. To set him free from anger and being violent. Amen. The curse can follow. If you are the parents who love to be cruel and to be violent against people, be careful. Your kids going to pick it up and do the same thing again. From now on, I'm going to read many scriptures in the Bible that talk about the curse or the consequence of rebellion and disobedience against God. This is not to make you feel negative or feel bad. But I think it's good to read the Bible so you know that, hey, every time you sin, every time you do something rebelliously against God, there must be some consequence. So you will live in the fear of God. Let's look at the first one. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 21 and 22. We love to read Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14. If you obey the Lord your God, you shall be blessed. Oh, the blessing when you lie down, the blessing when you rise up, the blessing when you come in, the blessing when you go out. You love to read verses 1 to 14. But no one likes to read verses 15 on. But I'm going to read verse 15 on today. Verses 21 to 22. The Lord will make the plague cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning fever, with the sword, with the scorching, and with mildew. And they shall pursue you until you perish. When a person does not want to repent and keep sinning and sinning and sinning, it's possible that the curse of sickness and the curse of being attacked by the enemy. The enemy now may not be an army come and kill you or terrorists. The enemy may be somebody sue you. Somebody hit your car and make you lose money or something bad happened to you. Sickness and disease and enemies are the curse. How many people want to live a healthy life? No sickness at all. As a doctor, I've seen so many people 
that live in sickness again and again and again. Do you know that many people in the world have the list of medication on three pages? I'm not kidding. Some people come to me with three pages of the list of the medication. Why? They live in the curse of sickness. And I believe that God can heal them like that lady in England. She was sick for 30 years, but she repented and she sought the fire of God. She sought the anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit until God healed her. Amen. You can live a healthy life if you live in obedience, yield to the Lord, and don't play game with sin. Amen. Look at verses 23 and 24. And your heavens which are over your head shall be bronze, and the earth which is under you shall be iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust, and from the heaven it shall come down on you until you are destroyed. Not only sickness, not only enemy, but the curse can be famine and drought of success. Whatever you touch, it's not fruitful. The land looks like iron. The earth is like an iron. No fruit come out from the land. The tree doesn't grow. That is the curse. When you touch something, you do some business, it fails. There's no rain in your business. That is also a curse. And I have seen people like that. They live in failure all the time. In the time of Ahab and Jezebel, this king and the wife Jezebel led the whole nation of Israel to worship an idol called Baal. And God punished the children of Israel with famine for three and a half years until Elijah called on the Lord and sent the fire on the altar and the heaven opened and sent rain back to the nation when people repented. Amen. If we want to see prosperity back to America, Americans need to repent. We cannot play game with sin. Otherwise, the economy will not turn around. We need to repent of our sin. If you want to see your house fruitful and prosperous, you need to repent. Amen. Look at also another example of drought that happened because of sin. In 2 Samuel chapter 21, verses 1 to 3. Again, I want to show you the Old Testament to see that curses and Blessings are real. Now there was a famine in the days of David for three years. Year after year, and David inquired of the Lord. David prayed and asked God, why no rain here? And the Lord answered, it is because of Saul and his bloodthirsty house, because he killed the Gibeonites. So the king called the Gibeonite and spoke to them. Now the Gibeonite were not of the children of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorite. The children of Israel has worn protection to them, but Saul has sought to kill them in his zeal for the children of Israel and Judah. Therefore David said to Gibeonite, What shall I do for you? And with what shall I make atonement that you may bless the inheritance of the Lord? What happened? King Saul who already died at that time, was very wicked. He killed a lot of people in the uh, Gibeonite clan. You need to understand, when the children of Israel came into the promised land, the Gibeonites were very, very smart. 
they make a treaty or make an alliance with the children of Israel. You don't kill us, okay? We yield to you. We're gonna come in to be your servant and live with you, and we will not bother you. You don't bother us. And they sign the contract that we will not kill each other. The only group in the land of Canaan that yield to the Israel was the Gibeonite. But Saul broke the promise. Saul killed them. And God punished the children of Israel by famine for three years. Eventually, David, the new king, had to seek the Lord and ask for the answer. And he fixed the problem. He made a revenge for the Gibeonite and the rain came back. So when you sin and you know that you are not doing the right thing, you need to repent and you need to fix it. For example, if you realize that you have been doing corruption, cheating something, you notice that, wow, my money is keep losing all the time. I lose money in a car accident, my house broken. I keep losing things because you are cheating something. God is punishing you, in other words, because you are cheating. Then you need to come back to God and say, I'm sorry, God. And you may need to pay back those people that you cheat. Pay back your debt, pay back to the government, whatever you do to pay it back so that you will destroy or break the curse in your life and come back to prosperity again. The key is repentance and the blood of Jesus Christ. You need to recognize what is going on in your life. You need to examine your life. Why this happened to me? Why I'm sick all the time? Why I have no rain in my business? What happened to me? Maybe something wrong in your life that you need to repent. Amen. Look at another example in the Bible about curse. Verses 27 and 28. The Lord will strike you with the boys of Egypt, with tumors, with the scab, with the itch, from which you cannot be healed. Uncurable disease, including hereditary disease. Hereditary disease comes through genetic transmission. For example, if you have a gene that has thalassemia, that gene will go into your kid, and maybe your kid has thalassemia. Thalassemia is a blood disease that the hemoglobin in the red cell looks abnormal. The red cell, instead of looking this shape, the shape of red blood cell, it looks abnormal. It cannot go through very well in the vessel and cause a lot of damage in the body. And that is hereditary disease. And the Lord said, I can set you free from those things, from the sickness that comes from the hereditary or genetic transmission. I thank God that I talked to a couple in Thailand. These couples were very, very giving. They are Catholic, but they love God, and they go to church and listen to our CD. They were really born-again believers. And God really set them free from the curse because one of their daughters has severe thalassemia and need to do blood transfusion every single week. I think two times a week. And one day, God supernaturally did something in this family and she was completely healed. And now, no blood transfusion. And she looked normal now. Usually, thalassemic kids will have dark skin, big tummy because the spleen and rivers are big. And they have some abnormal nose, abnormal cheek because of the red blood cell going to the body in a different way. But once it's healed, this young lady looks normal. Praise God. The curse was broken in this family 
because they came into the blood of Jesus Christ and they repented of their sin. Amen. Actually, the husband is an orthopedic surgeon. You can see that education, money, did not help you. You need to really repent. Jesus is the answer for your life. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 28, 29 to 30, the Bible says, And you shall grow up at noonday, as the blind man grows in darkness. Talk about cursing here. You shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually, and no one shall save you. You shall betroth a wife, but another man shall lie with her. And you shall build a house, but you shall not dwell in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but shall not gather its grape. In conclusion, another curse here is the curse of poverty. No matter what this man touches, nothing good. Family break down, cannot live in the house. The house burn down. Whatever bad thing happen, poverty is a curse. Amen. I believe if you are in Christ, you don't need to live in poverty because Jesus say in the Bible that Christ became poor on the cross for us so that we might be rich. When I say rich, I don't mean you are millionaire, but you have more than enough to live a life that is a blessing to other people. Amen. Poverty is not the will of God. Our God is rich in heaven. Amen. Amen. Poverty is from hell. But poverty is also a curse. When we live in sin, we can bring poverty to ourselves. This is what happened in sin and curses. I want to explain to you. When you live in a sin, that sin will bring to a curse, and that curse will bring to another sin, and that sin will bring to another curse, and the condition will get worse if you don't repent. I give you example. For example, a husband and wife. Living in sin, the husband like to drink. When he get the paycheck, he will go to the bar, drink, get drunk. So the wife stay home alone, alone.ly So she decided to sleep with her neighbor man. And after a while, they got divorced because the husband could not provide. The woman slept with the neighbor's man. So they divorced, and the kids grew up without a dad. No money, poor, and saw a lot of men in the house come in, sleep, go, sleep, go. Saw a lot of men come in to sleep with the mom, and eventually the kids cannot go to school because have no money. The kids go drink too, and eventually the kids will commit crime, kill people, go to jail. You can see one sin of the dad, drinking alcohol, never want to repent, lead to adultery in the house. And then lead to sexual immorality, poverty, crime, shame, lack of self-control, on and on and on, and go to the next generation, to the next generation, brother and sister. The key is we need to stop that now. Amen. We need to repent. We need to come to Christ. We need to depend on the blood of Christ so we can stop the sin. In and the curse in our family, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We need to make that decision. I grew up in the house. When I talk about this, don't take me wrong. I love my dad and my mom. I love my dad very much. He is somebody who 
took me to this point of my life. He gave me education. He paid for my education. He loved me. But we have sin in our family. I recall when I was young, my dad and my mom hit each other all the time, like sumo, wrestling, <laughs> like this in front of me, because my dad would spend time with another woman, and then he has many women, and eventually he has another wife and kids from another family. My mom got mad. She did the same thing. She went out have another guy. I grew up in that kind of family, broken family. Never sleep in the same room for years and years before my mom got saved. I grew up like that for many, many years. I mean, from the day I remember my life, six years old, that is what I see. And I was thinking like that too. When I was growing up, I was flirting around. I like to flirt with one woman and then dump that woman and then flirt another woman until I met Pasada. And after I met Pasada, I was flirting again. I was flirting with some woman that she did not know, but she know now. I don't worry about it. I was flirting. You know all about that. Okay. But thank God. <laughs> There's nothing to hide here. It's a true story. Thank God, 1980, somebody preached the gospel to me. I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, and I really repented. I turned my heart to God. I depended on the blood of Jesus Christ. I said, God, I don't want to follow the footsteps of my dad and my mom. I don't want the broken home. I don't want to fight with my wife. I don't want divorce. I want to have a family. Eventually, we got married, and I decided that that curse of Sexual immorality, broken home, fighting in the family will stop in my life. And it did. Because this man chose to follow God. And now we have a happy family. Our kids have happy family. Tanida has a, is having a happy family. And I believe Joy and Paul, all of them are going to reap the blessing. Because one man, the father, stood up and said, I'm going to repent. I'm not going to follow the same footsteps of my ancestor. I'm going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And now, not only God bless me with a good family, because we serve God, we love God. God blesses us with good health, with finances, with prosperity, success, everything that God promised in the Bible. I'm going to end this sermon by concluding something here. How these curses attack us. How, how the curse follow from us from generation to generation. Let me explain to you a little bit from a spiritual point of view. Definitely, part of it is our genetic. It's inside a gene here. But on the other side, spiritually, whenever you sin, remember this, whenever you sin, you open the door for the enemy to come in. And the enemy is demon. The demon will come in. You know, God can only protect you if you obey him and you go along with him and you take his side. Whenever you step out from the grace of God and abuse the grace of God and begin living in sin, you, in, you pull down the protection and you allow demon to come in. 
And this is a true story that all of these thousands of years, there are millions of demons that will follow you from generation to generation. We call this demon family spirits. Leviticus 19.31 say, Give no regard to medium and family spirit. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. When I was a young man, I was not a Christian. I call myself Buddhist, but actually I am an animist. Animist means people who play with spiritual things. Animism. How many people heard that word animism? Animism means somebody who play with spirit. So I play with spirit a lot. When I was young, I was able to go to some place and I say, I'm going to call the owner of this house who already died. And I did. I call in. I'm serious. And that, person, that spirit come into me and begin to talk and know everything about that family. And at that time, I thought that I really called the spirit of that man from somewhere to come to me and talk. But now after I become a Christian and I study the Bible, I realize that that is not the spirit of a man that died. Because he either go to hell and heaven and no one can call any spirit back from hell and heaven except God. No man can call dead spirit. I'm talking human spirit from hell and heaven. Only God can call. Okay? So the spirit that come into me at that time was the family spirit that follow that family from generation to generation. That spirit know your name, how many hairs you have, how many wives you have, how many husbands you sleep with, whatever you do in your life, they follow you everywhere. They know everything in your life. And this is what happened. They know your weakness. If the weakness in your family is alcoholism, they know that that weakness is going to follow your kids some way, somehow. So one day when your kids grow up, he will come. This spirit will come and tempt your kids to go to bar and drink again. Your kid need to be trained in the church to say no to sin Amen. and love righteousness. Amen. Amen. This family spirit will come and attack people. Some family spirit may be spirit of arthritis. You have rheumatoid arthritis or something. Attack the dad or the mom. So when the mom and dad died, the same family spirit jump into this kid, have the arthritis as well. Follow one generation to generation. Or maybe migraine headache. One of our sisters who sit here had bad migraine headache for years. And the doctor could not treat her. Like a knife poking, jabbing into her head. One day she came to our camp. The first year she got saved. She got touched by the file of God. It's gone. Hallelujah. Why? Because that demon has left by the, the power of the Holy Spirit. That family spirit that follow. So we need to stand firm and say, Devil, you cannot come into my house. My house is the house of the Lord. I stand with clean hand and pure heart before the Lord. I repent of my sin. I am under the cover of the blood Jesus Christ. You cannot touch me. You cannot touch my kids. You cannot touch my grandkids and great-grandkids. I'm going to raise them up in the way of the Lord. Your family spirit, your foul spirit, you cannot follow my generation to generation. You need to say like that. You need to stand firm. Your part is to repent, follow Jesus. But the other part, you need to stand firm and say, no. Have you ever get chased by a dog? I did. When a, a dog tried to chase you and you run away, the dog even fight. 
the dog will go. But if you stand firm, go. The dog may run away. The, if you don't say like that to the devil, he will take advantage of you. Amen. The devil cannot come into my house. Period. I'm a man of faith. Don't touch my kids. Don't touch me. Get out of here. Amen. I'm going to live a holy life. I will follow God. I will serve Jesus to the end. And you cannot touch my generations, next generations. Amen. Let's say it together. In the name of Jesus, I repent of my sin. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. He died on the cross. To pay for my sin. Jesus. By your blood. My curses. Are broken. From today on. I will follow you. All the days of my life. I want to live in the blessing. Not in the curse. The curse of sickness. The curse of poverty. The curse of famine. The curse of hereditary problem. Any curse must be broken right now in the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. Devil, I command you that your family spirit cannot be in my house. Cannot be in my life. Cannot be follow my offspring. I come against you. I tell you to go away. In the name of Jesus, right now, I stand by faith. I am victorious. I am blessed. I am blessed. I'm blessed. I'm the blessing to the nations. I will bless the nations. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's give the hand toward the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I want to encourage everyone in this room and whoever listened to this teaching. Make daily choice to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Make daily choice to repent of your sin. Do what is right. Seek the Lord, and you will see the blessing. It's the choice. Amen? How many people say, I make daily choice to follow the Lord Jesus? Raise your hand up. Praise God. You make the right choice. The reason I say you need to make that choice every single day, believe me, it's normal for you to be tempted, to be distracted, to give up your commitment. You need to stand and say, God, I'm going to follow you to the end. The devil will do every way to pull you away from Jesus Christ. He will use money. He will use boyfriend, girlfriend, comfortable life, whatever. Job, success, position. He will use anything to pull you, to deceive you, to walk away from the Lord. That's why you need to wake up every day and say, I Make a decision and make a commitment to follow Jesus. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to read the Bible. I will repent of my sin. I will serve the Lord no matter what happens. 
no matter what economy looks like, no matter the rain come or the snow come, if the heat come, no air conditioning, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna serve the Lord. I'm gonna follow the Lord all the days of my life. Amen. That is the decision we need to make every single day. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you glad you listen to this teaching? Amen. When we come back after the camp, we will learn more about cursing and blessing. We will have a lot of story in the Old Testament to show you that we need to be careful about how we live. Because if we want to see the blessing in our own life and our children, we need to make the right choice. Amen. How many people have kids in this room? Raise your hand up. Okay. Let me ask this question. Do you love your kids? Huh? You love your kids? Yes. You must be the one who stand up like me. Say, I will do the right thing. And my kids and I myself shall be blessed. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you glad that you're here today? Amen. Amen. I'm glad I'm here today. I don't know about you. I'm glad I'm here. Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. After the service, if some of you never been filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongue. I'd like to pray for you or you are not sure that you are filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongue. I will spend a little bit of time in the front here to pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's so important that we need to know actually if you come back to be continued this sermon, to be continued. You come back the other time with this sermon it's so clear that in order to live a victorious life, you need the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I have been a Christian. I, I, uh, Cindy know that we have been a Christian for a long time. We have gone to many churches. We are convinced that knowing the word alone is not enough. <laughs> I'm serious. Knowing the word of God alone is not enough. We need the guidance, the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to live a life that God wants us to be. Amen. Amen. How can I say this? To me, according to the scripture, the Holy Spirit is everything that you need in this life. Everything comes from heaven through the Holy Spirit. Guidance, wisdom, strength, healing, prosperity, the promise of God, direction, victory, strength, power, everything given to us by the person called the Holy Spirit. A wise Christian will not reject the Holy Spirit, will not walk away from the Holy Spirit will always follow and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. That is the key. I want to encourage all of you that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a good thing to do. After the service, I will pray for people who will come in the line. I will explain to you a little bit what does it mean, and I will pray for you, and I ask some leader to help me too. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the revelation of the spirit of the living God. 
to understand, to help us to understand how to live on earth victoriously. Father, we pray that we all of us here in this room will not fall into sin and deception, but we will follow you until the end. Give them power to live a holy life, hating sin and loving righteousness. I bless all of them in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. I will be here with you, those who want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206 275 1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org You may also write to us at the following address New Hope International Church 9170 Southeast 64th Street Mercer Island, Washington 98040 Thank you very much 